Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Jorge. Tuesday morning homilist. Oh my goodness. Special, uh, special, it's a holiday, long holiday weekend, so we're here on Tuesday. I have to remember what we did two days ago. Anyways, but uh, I hope everybody had a great long weekend. We have an NFL preview coming up in the second section that I recorded with Ashley. and uh, You'll want to stick around for that one. Yeah, you really do, because I make some bold predictions. Ashley makes really bold predictions, and uh, we'll both be very wrong. Anyhow, uh, let's look back at the readings from two days ago, which are extraordinary. All three of them are just wonderful. And it starts off, you know, mention the gospel first, actually. You know, we're, we're doing the continuation of last week's gospel where Jesus, you know, says, who do you say that I am? Peter confesses you are the Messiah. And now Peter and the rest of the disciples hear Jesus' first prediction of his passion. And then you see the re- reaction to that. But in order to really understand this, we have to go back to the first reading and to the second reading. The first reading is extraordinary. It's from the prophet Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, you know, in a moment of like desperation, you know, like thinking that He's the only, and I, I've asked this question, I asked this question on Mon, on Sunday, do you, sometimes do you feel like you're the only Christian on earth, right? Like you're just there in the desert looking for, does anyone believe what I believe? Does anybody think the way that I think? Anybody out here, anybody out here believe in God? Because that, that's, you know, I, I was talking to a, a new teacher last week who, I'm not going to say where she lived, but she lived in a place where Christians, you know, or at least Catholics were in the minority, and it was like, very unpleasant experience for her and you know so when you feel like you're the only the only christian on the face of the earth this is where jeremiah was feeling he was feeling like you know from the depths of his soul he looks up to heaven and says and this is the actual reading you dupe me O lord and i let myself be duped if you go into the a, a deeper translation is you seduced me O lord and I let myself be seduced. And that's, you know, do me seems, it sounds like tricked because both are very different. Okay, so do, you, you think of seduction, you think of oh, romance and all that stuff. But at one point or another in our spiritual lives, we've been seduced by God and, yep. and said, you know, come because I will offer you this. The bait and switch. But what, are he, what is he offering us? Eternal life, love, eternal joy. Why wouldn't we go down that path? You know, so Jeremiah says, okay, you seduced me, you duped me into this. You're too strong for me, and you triumphed. And all the day long, I am an object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. You know, I'm thinking of uh, of the, the character Babu Bada in Seinfeld, which is, I'm, I'm saying this into the microphone because Hori's never seen Seinfeld, doesn't know what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, I've all, seen it, but I don't have instant day, recall of it. All the day long, and, they, and all they do is sit in that apartment, and they mock, and they mock, and they mock, and they mock me. 
even though Jer- to tell the truth, Jerry did a, a lot of great <laughs> things for this man, and yet everything went comically wrong. So, but I'm thinking of that character when you say all the day long they mock me. So Jeremiah is speaking truth. He's a prophet. He's speaking truth, and the prophet never goes over one. Never, like I say in Spanish, nunca cae bien. He, he never, never is liked nope. because he's speaking truth. Whenever, whenever I speak, I must cry out. Violence and outrage is my message. The word of the Lord has brought me derision and reproach all day. I say to myself, Jeremiah says, I will not mention him. I will not speak his name no more. And then Jeremiah basically gives up. But then it becomes like a fire burning in my heart. Reminds us of Emmaus. Imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. I cannot endure it. So Jeremiah is like, all right, Lord, I don't want to say your name anymore. I am being, you seduced me. I was duped. I mocked all the day. Every single day, they laugh at me. I'm not saying it anymore, but I can't hold it. You know, this is, this is where I wish we had like the Jeremiah himself here so we could so we could hear these in his own. Because the original Hebrew? No, just the passion and the almost anger. There is anger. You know, and and just to to go back to what we spoke about last week, you know, we that authentic relationship with the Lord means be yourself. So you know, you go to Sunday mass, you're going to hear a lector go up, and they just read it like normal, but the emotion isn't always there. So if you really dive into what was Jeremiah's mindset in this, that's not going to be a uh, you know very calm conversation he was having with God there. You know, I wish I wish Joy, one of our lectures, would have read this this past <laughs> Sunday, because she is so passionate when she reads, uh, you know, the, the the readings, and she she read um, the Good Friday yeah. first reading, which is from Isaiah, which is such a powerful reading. It's a suffering servant mm-hmm. a reading uh, from I believe chapter sixty six of Isaiah, and you know, it talks about you know this servant who is bloodied and insulted and, and she brings so much passion to it. And so the same thing is like, you do me, oh Lord. I remember we spent about a week on this passage in my prophets class in seminary with Monsignor Basso because this is so powerful because of, and, and, and it goes to the fact of who, what is a prophet? Because so many times we think that, I think we've spoken about this in the podcast before, uh, a prophet, we think, oh, somebody who tells, you know, foretells the future or, or tells us what's going to happen. no, and, that, and that's where the, the phrase prophetic comes from. But no, a prophet, you know, is someone who speaks the truth. You know, and, and Jeremiah, just like all the other prophets in the Old Testament, are telling people return to the ways of the Lord or else something bad's going to happen. And, you, and and one doesn't need to be a prophet to say that. I could say it right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm a prophet. Well, you know, you and I were both anointed priest, prophet, and king. We were baptized. But it doesn't take a prophet to say, if you don't follow Jesus... Life ain't going go ain't, ain't gonna go so well, and attorney definitely won't go so well. So that's the first reading, and to jump on that attorney's not gonna go so well, and your life isn't gonna go so well. Saint Paul in the letter of the Romans urges, bro- I, you know, it's, everything's dramatic this weekend. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God for spiritual worship. But here's the here's the here's the line. Do not conform yourself to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. Both readings are short. Do not conform yourself to this age. And 
that's how we know, to go back to my first point, that we are alone in the world, that we feel lonely. That, you know, for priests, I guess it's I guess it's a little easier. I'm walking around with a collar today, but for a layman out there in the world, do you feel lonely sometimes? Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely challenging. Uh, you know, I spoke with eighth, the eighth graders last week to start preparing them for confirmation, start thinking of your sponsor. And we kind of went into what is a sponsor. So, you know, someone who who we can look at and like, yeah, they're they're inspiring. They live their faith. They're proud to live their faith. You know, and I said, it's hard to find someone who's out there proudly living there. And I used the example, like we go to a restaurant, you know, and, and are we proud enough in our faith to make the sign of the cross? Yeah. You know? And not just, and, I, and you can't see me doing it right now, but, you know, not just these little, like, mini sign of the cross. Or like really fast. No one's going to see me, and I don't want anyone to see that I'm and, praying. And both of us at this table are guilty of oh, that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I told them I'm the first one that does that. So if I see a really packed restaurant, or I just forget it. Oh, good, just a, I've I, even done that in my own rectory. <laughs> I'm really hungry. I just, that's what I need to say. I'm talking to you about the cross. I already been. You know, but that aside, you know, just, and that's a simple example, but it's it's a powerful example. Are we proud enough in our faith? To stand there, you know, and one of the kids said, "Like, would you go stand in New York in uh, New York City, right, Times Square, and say, I love Jesus Christ?'" Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's easy to say that, no, and I yeah. and I said to the, to the kids, "It's easy to say, yeah, you wouldn't in this group of thirty people who all believe the same thing, but actually go to Times Square and stand in the middle of of New York City screaming out, I love Jesus Christ,' and and you're going to get mocked and ridiculed, and then you're going to think twice about, do I really want to do this?'" So yes, the to the roundabout answer to your question, mm-hmm. it is challenging to live our faith. It does feel lonely at times because that same packed restaurant that we're ashamed to pray in front of could be full of other Christians. And if we're all afraid and if we're all weary. And that's why there's strength in numbers. Yeah. That's why we, I was reading something the other day that said we, that's why we do things in community. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. I don't know how many conversations I've had <laughs> in the course of the last week. But there are strength in numbers. There's a reason why we do this in community. Mm-hmm. And for like for example... That, and why we have to do it in community. Exactly. But you were talking about Times Square. You are talking about New York. Would you do this in New York? On October 10th, as part of the Eucharistic Revival, Father Mike Schmidt from Ascension Press, who has the wonderful podcast of... 365 days of the Bible and yep. of the catechism. catechism. He's doing a procession through New York City. You know, yep. sponsored by the Archives of New York. I sent it to a friend of mine, a former person uh, of mine who lives in New York City. And you need to go. To, he goes, yes, I need to go to that. I need to. And she was like, I need this renewal. Yep. Because there is strength in numbers because, yep. you you know, it's the power, the visual. Now, people will say, oh, isn't that pretty? Because... Yep. When I was in New York last December, uh, I went to uh, the library of, I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> the founder of Chase Bank. I'm, I'm forgetting the, I'm forgetting his name now. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyways, I didn't know that existed. And the thing is that it's a library that has a lot of religious artifacts. And I'm like, this belongs in like a religious mm. museum. And there's a, there's a Gutenberg Bible in there. And, Oh, well. And so people like the visuals and the stu- and there's dumb and there's there were vestments and, and that same uh, uh, that same uh, former parishioner might send me the other day went to the these cloisters that are near the Met 
that are now owned by the men, and they have all these religious exhibits there and old vestments and old liturgy of the hours and things. And people are drawn to that. People And Bishop Barron says this all the time. Pe- people are drawn to beauty. There's a reason why... And I think people are like, there he goes with the movies again. You know, my sister would always say, oh, did, did, did Manny, you know, quote a movie in the homily and then sign a homily? There's a reason put why that on Francis, your weekly bingo card, right? right? <laughs> There's a reason why Francis Ford Coppola meticulously, you know, did that scene in Godfather 2 of the procession through Little Italy. You know, obviously, that procession was a ruse for the Godfather committing his first murder. That's another story. But people were drawn to that. Now, mind you, the the, the Italian Catholics of the early 20th century were more devout than the Catholics, I'm not saying of any, of any culture, are now. But still, when there is a procession, whether it be of a saint or of the Blessed Sacrament, which you're going to see a lot more of in the next year, people are drawn to that. They're drawn to the beauty of it. They're drawn to the mysticism of it. They're drawn to, like, why are people following a mantra with a piece of bread inside? Well, because it's Jesus Christ. Right. And so there's strength in numbers to say, like, okay, I'm not doing this by myself. I'm doing it with others. Yep. And that's why that's calling us to not conform to this age. Well, that's and if, if, you know, and these are... These are kind of like external displays, you know, making the sign of the cross, praying out loud, going in procession. To, to kind of go a little bit deeper here, you know, the, the loneliness of actually authentically living our faith, you know, is when we encounter something in our culture that we have to say, we have to put our foot down and say, no, I can't allow that. You know, I can't allow my family to be exposed to this. I can't participate in this. Yeah, and everyone is going. Yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal. You not know, a just, big deal. Just no, come along. You know, jump off the bridge. There's with no us. harm. You know, but do we have the fortitude? Do we have the the formation? Do we have the strength to say, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna open that door, because I don't know what I'm gonna let in. Yeah, and I need a safeguard. I need a safeguard. What's mine and and what's been entrusted to me. You know, and and this faith that I you know that that great treasure that we read about a few weeks back. You know, I have to safeguard that because it's far too precious to to sacrifice just because everyone else is doing it. And we, we've heard this phrase, to be Christian, to be Catholic, is to be countercultural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the image that we always use is, you know, all the fish are swimming downstream and, and we're called to stream, to swim upstream, you know, against the current. You know, and everyone's gonna look at us like, Oh, who's this who's this maniac? What's what's his deal? And even in that there is there is this essence of being prophet. Right. And that's why, <clears throat> you know, Jeremiah was on an island, and Paul was on an island, he's calling us to be on an island by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And kind of Peter's throwing himself out on an island in today's in, in Sunday's gospel. Because Peter, you know, Jesus says, from that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly. From the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed on the third day, be raised. And Peter, who had just been named the first pope, just been given the keys of the kingdom, oh, who had just confessed that Jesus oh, is the Messiah. Peter, here we go. Peter <laughs> took him aside and began to rebuke the Lord. The other day, for whatever reason, I saw the worst of the Star Trek movie, Star Trek V, the final frontier, another movie, Final Frontier, where they encounter God, quote unquote. It was an alien being. And Dr. McCoy, because 
Captain Kirk asks Scott a question. He goes, Jimmy, just don't walk up to the Almighty and ask him for his ID. Okay? It's like, why? why you can't talk to God like that. Peter is rebuking Jesus and says to him, God forbid, Lord, no such thing will ever happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You, you are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Aha. See, that phrase right there ties into what St. Paul says about conforming to this age, or not conforming to this age, and what Jeremiah went through. See, Jeremiah starts off thinking like human beings. I'm suffering. How oh, dare then, you do this to me? And then at the end, it's like, well, the, the, the prize is greater. Yep. And then Jesus says what is the common thread in all of these. Jeremiah, Paul, Peter. And every single one of us. <laughs> is that the common denominator is that we have to carry the cross. Yep. Conditions of discipleship is what the, the Bible, the, the caption the Bible uses for this section. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's the common denominator, is that when we're alone out there, it's like Jesus on the cross. Yes, we're thieves on each side, and Mary was at, his, at, you know, at the foot of the cross, but up there, he was alone. Yep. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? I mentioned it last week. And I tell you, sometimes we feel like we're on that island, and we need to realize that we can't get to heaven without the cross. We can't get to heaven unless we're prophets. We can't get to heaven if we conform ourselves to this age and just go along, as Jorge said, and just swim with the rest of the fish downstream. No, we have to be uh, countercultural. We have to proclaim what Peter proclaimed last week, that Jesus is the Messiah. And be, and be witnesses of the resurrection, and go around telling everyone the joy that we have in our hearts. But do we embrace that challenge with joy? You know, yeah, we complain sometimes like Jeremiah did. But like I said, even in his lament, he resigns himself to the fact that, wow, I have to speak the truth. I have to proclaim the truth. I can't cut corners. I can't look for the loopholes. Like, you know, like going in Lent, it's like, uh, can we, you know, can we, on Fridays, can we just do this and or not do that or, or to get around the, the sacrifices? And Sundays don't count for the, for the yeah, Lenten sacrifice. Right. <laughs> 40 days, you know, it's, Jesus didn't eat for 40 days. Okay? So, that imagery of, that, that Jeremiah uses but I have to, I have to utter his name. You know, I say to myself, I will not mention him, I will not speak his name anymore. Then it becomes like a fire burning my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. I cannot endure it. So we can't hold the beauties of the faith to ourselves. We have to proclaim them. We have to go out into the world and, and tell the good news. We have to go out into the world and say, this is who I am. And I am proud of being a Catholic. And I can't just go along with what everyone else is doing. I have to be different because I have to carry this cross. And people are like, well, what? 
you know, when we carry the cross, I'm reminded of a, of a conversation I had with a little four-year-old. You know, I'm, I, I wrote this down as, as, I was preparing, as I was preparing the homily this weekend. That this little four-year-old girl comes up to me. I was talking to her mom. And I want to get the wording just right. And all of a sudden, the little girl engages me and says to me, Father, I know where you live. And I'm thinking, okay, she's pointing, going to point to the rectory. And I'm like, really, where? And she's on the cross. I'm oh. like, some, yeah, there's some truth to that. That's about right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I couldn't help but like look up and say, "You got me there, Lord. You got me." Because, listen, children perceive things mm-hmm. that adults can't. You know, on the cross, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be wonderful for all of us? That we that Father Manny's on the cross. No, I'm sure people, <laughs> a lot of people would love that. But know that we conform ourselves not to this world but yep. to Christ yep. and join them up there. Yep. And this is where we're so dumb sometimes. <laughs> I'm serious. Don't mince words. We live on this side of the resurrection. Like we know the story. We know how it goes. You know, sometimes we hear this, this um, what Jesus was saying, you know, take up your cross and follow me. The, the apostles, I mean, yeah, he told them a million times, but they didn't really get it. They no. hadn't seen it yet. They didn't know what was going to happen. They were living, living through it as it was happening. We live on this side of the resurrection. We know how the story goes. We know how the story ends, and we know what's in store for us. And we know that Jesus didn't carry his cross alone, and neither do we. You know, a lot of times we hear this we hear this scripture passage, and it's like, oh, it's a personal thing that I have to do all by myself, that loneliness that we were talking about. And Jesus had Simon. You know, you said, we said the importance of being in community, of living our faith together, you know, of having people who are going to hold us spiritually responsible. You know, and, and it doesn't have to be a, a massive group. It can be one other person. It can be your spouse. It can be a friend. It can be your parent. You know, somebody who's going to say, let's go to Mass together. I didn't see you at Mass. Hey, you, let's pray together today. You know, you look like you've got a lot going on. What? Talk to me. Un, vent. Unload on me. You know, there's no need to carry that by yourself. You know, in, re, in practice, that can look a million different ways. And it's that simple. You know, to, to just have somebody meet a friend. You know, it, it's a lot of our listeners are, are parents at the school. You know, create a small group of parents within your class. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, again, it doesn't have to be the whole class. Two, three guys, one, one, even one other person. You know, to be there, to be someone to help you carry your cross, and then you can be there to help them carry their cross. Because there's no reason that we have to take this up. By, there is a personal component to this, yes, but there's no reason that we have to do this, that we have to take on this challenge that, that Jesus put before us as disciples, that we have to do that alone. There isn't. And when he says, must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me, like you said, we're not doing this by ourselves. We say, we think we're ourselves, and all of a sudden, we see another person walking by us with the cross on their back, and then another, and then another. But the cross is so important. I wrote this down also. It says, as Christians... And I don't know how many times I've said, this, especially to the children, the crucifix that we wear, wear around ugh, that we wear around our necks isn't just a piece of jewelry; it is a witness. It is a sign that we are followers of Jesus Christ. It is a sign that we will not let this world bring us down, but rather 
be a sign that we are called to lift up this world. And that's why Jesus Jesus tells us, think like God and not like humans do, and St. Paul tells us, do not conform yourself to this age. Very similar. We don't want to think like human beings do. We don't want to conform ourselves to this age. We want to usher in a new age, the age of the Spirit. The Spirit is running all over the place, flying all over the place, into people's hearts, and allowing them to transform the world. Because, my goodness, if we don't do that, who will? Who will? See, Jeremiah was called by God, saying, okay, you're the one that I've chosen. You, just you. He was alone in telling people off, in telling people the truth, in telling people that they needed to follow God. What did it get him? Mockery, laughter, derision, alienation. And finally he goes up to God and says, you dupe me, you seduce me, Lord. You know, and I let myself be seduced. But isn't that wonderful? You know, you think about, you know, if you're married or if you're in a relationship, you think about when you fell in love and the moment that you fell in love, it was like that lightning moment. That, that, that you know, mm-hmm. Cupid's arrow hit your heart. Okay? That's the Holy Spirit that hit your heart and said, this, pay attention. This is the one that I've chosen for you. Okay, this is the one that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life mm-hmm. loving so that you can learn to love me better. Yep. And so Jeremiah has that with God. And here's where I identify with Jeremiah because there's days... Oh my goodness, Jorge knows my, what my schedule has been like the last two weeks and what it's going to be like the next month. But there are days that I've been in my office and I've wanted to like, you know, hit, bang my head against the desk. <laughs> and then I stop, like Jeremiah, after I look up to the Lord and I say, you know, dude, what are you doing, man? I just, how, how much more? And then at the end of that prayer, because it is a prayer after all, he is talking to God mm-hmm. and it's a resignation that I can't hold this up in. I can't but not do this. Yep. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. And that, I mean, that goes for any relationship. Oh, sure. You know, but as a married man, yeah, there's there's days <laughs> there's days that... Uh, Careful now. You know, there's World War Three going on at the house, and that's reality. And then, you know, you we get fed up with each other, and at the end of the... All we say, but I wouldn't have it any other way. No. We can't. You know, and, and whether it's with your spouse or with your children or with a coworker or with a friend or with uh, with God, <laughs> we get fed up and we say, what's wrong with you? Why would you do this to me? And you get it all off your chest and then, but I wouldn't have it any other way. But that's important to get it off your chest because that's prayer. Yep. We talked about that last week yep. also. That's prayer. And that's important prayer. We talked about last week, how do we pray? And I said, that's how you pray conversation just like you would sit down and have a conversation with your wife i sit down and I have a conversation with jesus said lord every night i sit i kneel sit before the blessed sacrament and there are day, nights i'm like lord, what in the world happened today <laughs> i just got run over by an 18 wheeler and i don't know what happened today yeah. but and let's do it again tomorrow <laughs> yeah it's fun but there are days like obviously you're getting you're amping up for 
CCD starting next next week. Ooh, we got so many things, and you were. were I, I remember we were watching uh, th- last Thursday. Where the Gators were getting waxed, and uh, we were enjoying it. I was enjoying, and then he it was great. He goes, back, it was great background music. He was <laughs> radio silent, and he says <laughs> he had told me early in the day I haven't gotten around to doing the rosters for CCD yet. Oh, now, you're then, give, now you're giving away how late I do my yeah, rosters. Who cares? <laughs> and like yeah, that's some sort of state secret. And then, and then he tells me I've done ninety five percent of the rosters already. While I was wa- while the the game, game was on in the, the background, because they're because this that's a time of year. Because you couldn't do it during the day that day. The last two weeks have been crazy around here. We have we've had staff changes. We've had people coming in, coming out. Weddings something are, are about to start this weekend. You know, school's back in session. You the know, roof isn't done. The roof. Uh, <laughs> it's not done and it should have been done yesterday and I'm going crazy and you duped me oh lord I allowed myself to be duped but I love you anyways because like you said those moments that you have with Angie we love and you're like I wanna kill my lover yep and more vice versa <laughs> yeah <laughs> but and and she said that to me about you I think she said it. We had dinner last week. She said something to that effect. Yep. So, my friends, that—that's the genuineness of this reading and the genuineness of our of how our relationship should be with Jesus Christ. Because going back to that exchange with Peter, not to diminish that, you know, a friend calls out a friend. Mm-hmm. Peter, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. Yep. I mean. That's not what Jesus said. Oh, pretty much. But he, but he <laughs> did say something worse. You can't be behind me, Satan. Okay? You don't know what you're talking about. Okay? You're thinking like humans and not like God does. So, take up your cross. Yep. That's an important part of this. Yep. And allow yourself to be seduced by God. It's not going to be easy. No one ever said Christianity would be. No. But. To, to the contrary. He literally told us, it's going to be hard. And you will be hated for it, and you will be mocked for it, like Jeremiah was. But the goal, the prize, the treasure from the field awaits for us in eternity. And that's why we allow ourselves to be seduced by God. That's why we do not conform ourselves to this age. That's why we think like God and like, not like human beings do. And that's why we take up our cross daily deny ourselves, and follow Jesus. Professional football will be played this weekend. Starting on Thursday. Ashley, you ready? Are you ready for some football? Yes, I, I am. Hank Williams doesn't come out to do the intro to Monday Night Football. I don't know. I, I don't like that. You don't like Carrie Underwood, though? I, no, that's Sunday Night Football. Oh, it's different. I guess. Anyways, we're here to give you a Dolphins and NFL preview. We're psyched. We're ready. And I have a controversial Dolphins take, which is coming up. That's called the tease in the business, Ashley. Let's do it. So you're ready. You are going to Los Angeles this weekend. I'm you, going to week one, and I'm going to week two. And you're going to New England. Yeah, week two. We so, all want Ashley's life. Uh, yeah. No, when are you leaving uh, to Los Angeles? Uh, I leave Wednesday. 
Oh, wow. Because I'm going to the Angels-Orioles game Wednesday night, and then um, I'm doing so USC. I know. And Mike Trout, hopefully, if he's healthy. Always an F. And then also going to USC, um, Stanford game, and then Dolphins game on Sunday. Stanford, the new t- member of the Atlantic Coast Conference. I know. How about that? That's all a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, I'm well, really we're not c- talking college football today. We're not talking baseball. We are talking professional football. Week one. Week one. Dolphins, Chargers. Justin Herbert, Tua, big matchup. It's a big matchup. We'll get to that in a second. We're going to talk about the preseason, what we saw, what we we liked, what we didn't like, Uh, your thoughts on the roster as it is currently constituted. You had on your show last week, because, you know, this is airing on, uh, I don't know if it's airing on later (laughs) or the day after, but um, you had the big go on your show. How did that go? He's awesome. I mean, he's a guy who just tells it how it is. It is. And what what did he have to say about the Dolphins? You know what I said to him? I said, my boss, Father Manny, told me a few things about you, but he did tell me that you don't like Ryan Tannehill. Oh, that that triggered me. Oh, no. He did the whole story about Ryan Tannehill. Is this on the air or off the air? Because I haven't heard it. Oh, I have to to hear it. Yeah, no, it was on the air. And so uh, what I like about Big O is that he's been- He's real. He's real. He says it how it is. If he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you, right? And- what he said last night is he said we have the best roster that he's seen since the 90s. Absolutely. And so I, I also think so as well. Um, we made some cuts, but I'm not surprised about the cuts we made. The 52-man roster is pretty much what I thought it was going to be. Some people are a little upset about Miles Gaskin and Chosen, but that you got to cut the, the fat off yeah. the meat, right? So it is what it is. Um, I like what we have. I think there's a lot you of You like cash. our running back room. I love Mostert. Mostert's my favorite guy on the team. Yeah, no, it's good. It's He's good. my favorite guy on the team. And how we're going to be successful this year is if Tua hands off the ball more and trust. So if Mike McDaniel can do more. It's keeping him healthy. Well, that too. And that's also keeping Jaron Armstead healthy too. So it's not, it's a lot going to it. But I think we have the best roster that I've ever seen. I've been a fan since 08. It's the best team that I've oh, ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Because the defense isn't spoken about enough. True. Uh, with Vic Fangio in charge of this defense, when you have. Uh, you know, Christian Wilkins, and we have to get this kid signed. I mean, it's not going to the offseason now. Him and Tua, this um, talks have stopped to the offseason. You know, so. we have obviously Jalen Ramsey being injured until whatever, November, December. December. That's a December. big hit, but hopefully, we get him for the December push to be able to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard out there. Uh, Igby, we. We gave up on him and, and traded him for another for a nickel yeah. back in, in Dallas. And I'm saying, no, vaya con Dios. He had a big interception to seal the game against uh, Pittsburgh last year. Yeah. So, you know. Well, and you got Vic Fangio behind all of this. And the wizard. And we we need a steady pass rush. We need to get to the quarterbacks. Jalen Phillips needs to have a big year. He will. Uh, we need all these guys. Obviously, with the run game, we'll be stuffed by Christian Wilkins. And then our linebackers have to you know step up this year. Belly Chubb. Uh, we traded for him and really the astronaut. Uh, I mean, I I didn't see much last year. So and then obviously, uh, Mike McDaniel his second year. Uh, San Francisco really exposed us last year. And the Bills uh, in the playoff game too. I mean, that was also an the, exposure but, but, too. But, but, but it wasn't the, so much the playoff game because remember mm. we almost won that playoff game with Skylar Thompson at QB. You know, and he's still on the roster, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, a lot because, of people like him because if. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. Who got? It would be Mike White. It would be Mike White before really? Skyler, though. Yeah, oh, it would be Mike on. White before Skyler. It would be. Jets stink, just like David Robertson for the Marlins. That guy. Oh, you, you said know. no baseball talk. Is I'm that sorry, no, uh, baseball, no baseball talk? Marlins just still in it, though. Believe. Yeah. So believe, believe. Anyhow, but uh, Mike McDaniel's is you know hopefully more wrinkles in there so people don't figure him out. Uh, when he went up against his old team, San Francisco, we were mm-hmm. watching that during the very last year. Every the wheels came off and went on that losing streak and really didn't recover. Uh, I mean, we thankfully backed into the playoffs, but we could have 
you know, we were leading the division before that, before we played for, uh, San Francisco. So yeah. this is the biggest thing, Ashley, is that we are in the toughest division in the, the National Football League. The best. It's, and you take away the Patriots. The Patriots are not going to make any ruffle. Yeah, but do you Jets, have Belichick, Bills, you know. Dolphins. That's three core teams in the same division yep. that they're gonna, those, someone's going to be in the Super Bowl. Somebody's yep. going to be in the Super Bowl. One of those teams. And not the Jets. Over because and, and we're going to go division by division, but you're going to say those three teams are going to one of those three teams is going to go to the Super Bowl over Kansas over a Kansas City over a uh, a Cincinnati team, which depends on Joe Burrow's health. They're being coy with Joe Burrow, but all that but AFC East right now. You think the Dolphins take the East? No, I think the Bills take the East, but I think we sneak in. I can tell you, I speak. Big O on my show last night. And I said, "What does he think?" I said, "I said, who's winning the Super Bowl?" I said, "Who's going to?" The, I said, "Who's going to the Super Bowl?" You know what he said? Ace Ventura. You're gonna have the Dolphins. Really? The that's what he said. How about that? Well, he is the Ace Ventura. He said that. Then no, I said, a, "Then I said analogy. Ace Ventura." Um, but yeah, so I think I don't think we're gonna be able to claim the AFCs. I still think the Bills have more collaboration the, together. The they Steph, work better together. Yeah, but I think that Stefan Diggs thing yeah. is they're, they're they're hiding something. But Josh there. Allen's better than two. No, no, no doubt. But we want Tua to get to that level. They're by the way, they're not going to talk contract after the year's over. Yeah, this is it, this could very well be Tua's last year with the Dolphins. There's a lot of people that could be last year's, right? So Xavier Howard's on. The show. There's a lot of chop and block players, and yeah. So we're going all in, and and, and and I have to say on the record, this is not my controversial take. I get to that in a second. <laughs> Keep teasing it. Uh, I didn't want Jonathan Taylor. Do you see that these people I wanted, and know. they didn't want to trade him. They asked for Waddle. Waddle? Are they crazy? They asked for Christian Wilkins. <laughs> I mean, I forget. Do they want my kidney and my soul as well? Like, what else do they Apparently, want? That's crazy. On top of crazy. at least another second rounder. I go, are you kidding me with they these people? Even just one of those names. Like, But no. I, I think that we're good with our running back room. They know the we're system. Fine. We're fine. And we're we know one, And who knows how healthy Jonathan Taylor is? They don't. They hide all that. So before we do the division by the division, 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 uh, you know, it's it's something that we we do all the time. All right, so let's go through the do the one one loss thing. All right. What do you mean the one loss? Who's gonna you know just go through the schedule? Are we winning it? We losing? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Dolphins, yeah. Oh yeah, Chargers. we have to do this. Uh, I'm gonna be there, so if I'm saying Dolphins winning that one. All right, so Ashley, I think we win that too. Good. I think that Tua shows up this weekend and uh, you know wants to prove something. Wants to prove it to obviously his critics. Wants to prove that he's a better pick. Herbert. Great arm. He's a stud, though. Uh, at the end of games, Charger fans are always complaining that at the end of games, Herbert, you know. Uh, yeah. Dolphins and well, Patriots. We'll go back to the Chargers. Yeah. I can tell you guys, we are filling up that stadium. SoFi. Oh, but SoFi. I know. There's no Chargers fans in Los Angeles. I know, but still. So, you're going to go back see, to San Diego. It's going to be a crazy amount of Dolphin fans there. Absolutely. Promise they travel well. There. We do. All right. So, Dolphins, Patriots. Patriots Sunday, that's a Sunday night game. Sunday the night Patriots game. are wearing their uh, throwbacks. I love their and throwbacks. And they're retiring Brady's jersey. Not that day. That's against the Eagles. I thought it was that day. No, no, no. That's against the Eagles. Okay. So um, no, but there, it's a Sunday night throwbacks. game. Throwbacks. We should wear our throwbacks too for that. I'll be game. at that game. Yes, you will. Um, so Sunday night uh, against the Patriots. Yes. I'm going to say we're going to win that one. And then Broncos at home. That's a win. We're starting season three now. So Believe you're it. starting three and oh. We oh. both have them starting three and oh. Oh, good. I, I didn't know your two predictions. Okay, but that here's one. the thing. Dolphins are going to lose one of those first three games. No, we're not. Uh, uh, for, we're going to lose. No, and why do you think that? I think They're that all winnable. They're all winnable games. The Chargers. Chargers. That's going to determine how Tua performs 
compared to Herbert. So that's going to be a battle of the quarterback right there. Yeah. Patriots, we can beat Patriots in New England. We've done it before. It's a Sunday night game. We're going to have a lot of momentum going into that game. That's not a problem. And the Broncos, the Broncos don't scare me. No, so the it, Broncos are there. If we're going to lose one, if you said, Ash, you have to just choose one, it would be week one. Right now, there are lines on all these games. And Dolphins. I have no idea. The Chargers are favored by three, but those three points come from home field advantage. Yeah. And there is no home field advantage. The Dolphins are favored by one in New England. Okay. The Dolphins, Dolphins are favored by three and a half at the Broncos. They come, they go to Orchard Park. We're not winning that. And one. that, yeah, I'd say we're not winning that. Giants come here, five point favorites. The Giants are a really we, we good got, team go a this year. Giants are winning that one. What? No, Giants are a really, really good team. This no, year. Very, better than the Dolphins. Very, I think. No. Okay, all right, all right, all right. No, no, no. You have them losing. I have them winning. Okay. No, Panthers come here. That's fan club weekend. That's also Zach Thomas weekend with the alumni. So they'll be doing a lot for that weekend. I think we're gonna win it for Zach Thomas. Like Happy birthday to Zach Thomas and Jason Taylor today, by the way. We're, we're, I know, but I don't you're know posting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know when we're posting. September first, Zach September, Taylor. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Happy birthday, and we're winning that one. So all right. Weekend. So that's uh, the fifteenth of October. Then we travel to Philly. So they're wearing their Kelly Green jerseys that day. It's a Sunday night game. Why are they doing throwbacks against us? I mean, that's fine with me. <laughs> because we have the best throwbacks, so they want to prove us. It's my birthday weekend. Still debating about going to that game. I don't think I'm going to, though. Um, and you take the L? No, we're going to shake them up. Do you think they're going to win? We're going to shake them up. I think we take the L. Jalen Hurts is better Patriots than Patriots at home on the 29th. We'll take care of them. Of October. That's Halloween easy. weekend. We'll take care of them. Dolphins yep. at Chiefs okay. in Frankfurt. You're not going to that I one. I am not, but we'll probably do a little watch party at one of these German places. Um, so 9.30 in the morning. Fritz and Friends, you were saying. Yeah, looking yeah. at it, yeah. Um, Chiefs. So this was supposed to be played in Kansas City. We had all intention of going to this game. We found out That's it was moved to... We have a, we, first of all, we have a huge Dolphins fan club in Germany, in the UK. We're, it's going to be a huge Dolphins takeover. I think, we're gonna, I think we'll win that one. I think we'll win it. Wow, I do not. Uh, Raiders come here after a bye week. We got that. I'm not worried about the Raiders. I am not either. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't scare me. Then the uh, Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Black I'll be at that Friday, one. Friday, you're going to be in me- in the Meadowlands. Day after Thanksgiving, three o'clock. Aaron Rodgers versus Tua in oh. also Dalvin Cook. MetLife. Also Sauce. Yeah, but you still got you know Dal- they were a little salty about uh, Dalvin Cook choosing the Jets over us. I think they beat us that day. They beat us last year. Skyler, that's when Skyler did had a horrible, horrible game. Because uh, Teddy Bridgewater went out at the first um, yeah, first, with this, first series. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to ruin my Thanksgiving. Okay. So we both have the loss. Commanders at home. I'm oh, sorry, in Washington. Oh, no, that's Washington. That's a so win. So win. And the Dolphins will take over that stadium. Titans at home. That's a Monday night game. Ryan Tannehill, we don't even know if, if he's going to be the status with that. So Monday night. I think we'll win it. We win that game, and we're seven-point favorites right now. Yeah. Jets at Dolphins. We'll take that one from the Jets. On my mother's birthday, I think we do too. Uh, Cowboys on Christmas Eve, ruining my Christmas Eve, (laughs) and uh, all the masses I have to say that day. Uh, Cowboys here. um, I'm not worried about that, I'll talk about the Cowboys do the preview. I keep teasing a lot of things. Uh, I think we win it too. I didn't say we win it. I said there will be a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans here. Who do you think is going to win? I think we'll win it. (laughs) uh, We're favored at a point and a half. We go to the Ravens. Is Lamar going to be healthy? Are you going to have Lamar? Is Tua going to be healthy? <laughs> Are we going to have Odell healthy Beckham Jr. Uh, <laughs> we won I think last we year. lose that one because they're they're still pissed about blowing that lead. That was the greatest game of last uh, year. Best, best game I've Do ever been to. Uh, I think I think they'll beat us as well. 
All right. And I and think we'll steal that the one. The Bills. We'll steal that one from the Bills at home. They have not posted a line for the Bills, which is in January. We'll steal that one from them. We'll so split it with the Bills this year. You have one, two, three, four losses. Yeah, I have yeah. one, two, three, four losses. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're the same. Yeah. We are both homers. And we that's both also what Big O said as well yesterday at the show. 13 and four? Yeah, he said four losses. Yeah. That's, that's, that's I, I talked a big game about the Chargers, but here's my controversial take. Yeah. I am really worried about obviously to his health, but that I'm still spooked by that losing streak in December last year. I did oh, not like what I see. I did not like what the, how the team responded. We need to shake that off. Yeah. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be as good as we think they are with the, in this division, in this conference. If we were in the NFC, really all you have in the NFC is the pay, is the Eagles and the 49ers. Okay? Yeah, you see that. And I don't know. I we do the thing thirteen and four, but you don't think that's like realistic. I said win for this Sunday. I'm like next Sunday, yeah. Uh, it, that's a tough one. If we're gonna lose one, it's gonna be that one. We're gonna we're gonna be fine against Patriots. We're gonna be fine against. No, I'm uh, talking Broncos. about I'm talking about the Chargers game. I, I yeah, you yeah. Know, I said yeah. If we're gonna Bravado, lose one, that, if we're gonna lose one one out of the three, the first three, it, it'll be that one. It'll yeah. be that one. And then panic will set in if we lose to Justin Herbert. And the whole. But two, my uh, controversial Herbert take one. is this: I don't think the Dolphins are gonna be as good as we think they are. I know they yes on paper on paper excellent they have the best one Mina of the best. had a top four roster in the NFL they Tyreek, do and I mean yeah okay but to his health it's a big question we don't have backup quarterbacks defense we don't know what we're going to see in the defense Vic Fangio we have plenty of faith your in offensive him. line is another issue Offens- how much we, can they hold you know we have we had injuries in the preseason Teron Armstead we don't know always- how Waddle's going to be so injuries really dictates any NFL season and True. a little bit of luck has to go into that also yeah. Having said that, if everything breaks their way, yeah. I, we said this on this podcast last year when we beat Baltimore and when we beat the Bills. When the Dolphins are firing on all cylinders, they it's are scary. a Super Bowl team. Yeah. And they can win the Super Bowl. I hope I'm wrong. I hope everything goes our way. I will eat crow. I will do all the things that You'll I've said to I Vegas will do. In February, we'll make it happen. We'll but you're see. right, Father, you're making a good point. We are saying we're going to have four losses. And we're, we just went week by week, right? We didn't say it, we're going to aim for four. But here's the That's thing. That's really you, scary. You, have, you take those four losses. Okay, who who in the are the Bills going 13 and four? Are the Jets going 13 and four? It's so funny. let's do the divisions. I don't trust the Jets either. Yeah, and I hate I to say think, it. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is what he once was. He never will be now. Okay. Those days are done. i be proven wrong. Brett Favre had a bad year with the Jets when he went from Green Bay to yeah. the Jets and then came back and had a good year and took him to the NFC Championship game in, in he Minnesota. He can resurrect. He can resurrect here. Right. But Aaron Rodgers, the Dalvin Cook thing doesn't worry me. Yes, they Sauce. have great defense. Sauce Gardner, all these guys, incredible rookies like last coach, year. Yeah. We're now in their second year. That does carry him, but... But on paper, the, we're a better but team. It's the, oh, absolutely. But it's the Jets. Yeah. It's the Jets. Buffalo, I was talking about Buffalo. I was saying this earlier. There's something about that Stefan Diggs thing that just they're fishy. hiding a lot of it too. Von Miller, PUP list. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're Mark not scared. Hamlin of, seems like he's all good. He's fine. God, God bless yep, him, yep. and that's a miracle that he's out there and he made the team. So we're not scared of Buffalo anymore. We used to be. We used to get you know smoked by Buffalo. So is the Jets the new Buffalo? Is that how we're going into the season thinking the Jets are the new Buffalo? No. Okay. I mean, if we were really, you know, if we were really rabid fans, we'd be saying. The Dolphins are the ones to beat in the NFC, but Vegas has Buffalo, I think, at plus 350, yeah. and, us at, and the Jets at plus 400, whatever it is. So 
AFC said AFC North. It, I think it's Baltimore and everybody else. Baltimore, no, Cincinnati. Have, sorry, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. I Pittsburgh will take a leap. I think that Kenny Pickett had a great preseason, and um, but Cleveland, Deshaun Watson. I I think he's done. I think mm. he's done. Really, but it's Baltimore and Cincy down the road, and I think Cincy takes the division. Joe Bur- Joey Joey Burrow, Joey Cool. You know they have good receivers. They have you know. You're I think the Bengals. I think the Bengals take that division. Baltimore, be careful, because here's the depending thing. on Lamar. Yeah, and AFC South is Jacksonville and, and who else? Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Tennessee. Or no, and Houston. Houston. That's a crappy division. My goodness. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, don't sleep on Jacksonville. And I said Jacksonville. Jacksonville, win. yeah, Jacksonville. They, they Jacksonville. were in the playoffs last year. They, they didn't look the terrible charge. against. I mean, just preseason, no one crap, you know, cares. Pre-season. But Doug Peterson is a, you know, Doug Peterson so, knows how to win. Coach, yeah. He for the Eagles, so he, Doug Peterson knows football. So you go to the West and you have the Chiefs, the Raiders, Chargers, and uh, Here's Broncos. The thing. Out of the Chargers, let's say people you say we're going to win. Out of the Chargers, the Jets. Baltimore, uh, some of the some of those teams are not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to be above five hundred teams. They're, they're going to be, be great, good, teams. very, very good teams that don't make the playoffs this year. If West, I'm going Kansas City. I mean, no, it's Kansas City. It's, it's Kansas City's until world until somebody decides to croak. It's going to be Mahomes. It's Kansas City coming out of the AFC unless somebody proves otherwise. But and and Cincinnati's right there also. Buffalo's window is closing fast if it's not closed already. Yeah. But if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, it's over for them. It is. NFC East. NFC Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Giants. And you really You know, everyone's gonna say the Eagles, but I'm gonna say the Giants. I'm gonna say really? the Eagles are great. Trust the Giants me. Jalen Hurts is better than two. And he will be until otherwise proven. Proven. But Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah, but I like the Giants. I like the Giants. They overachieved last year. What a playoff I, game. I think they're going to be okay this well, year. Well, I never talked about it briefly last week, but uh, uh, I think it's the Eagles. Uh, the Cowboys, I don't trust Dak. I don't trust that team. I'm going all Stephen A here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't trust that team at all. Yeah, they're wobbly. At all. They're wobbly. I mean, Dak, they gave him that big contract. and uh, Yeah. He, did he really deserve it? Exactly. AFC North, everybody's in love with the Detroit Lions. I am not. Lions. Vikings, Green Bay, Chicago. I like the Vikings. I like I, JJ. I think Kirk Cousins has a down year. I do love JJ. Who doesn't? He's going. To, I don't do fantasy football anymore, but going first in a lot of fantasy drafts. Yeah. I think the Packers. But even the Bears. The Bears I, still that's my sleeper. Fields, I have my sleeper team there. Is the Packers? I think Packers. that we're all sleeping on Jordan Love. He has not shown us anything. But I believe that team yeah. is going to be playing like, look at us without Aaron Rodgers. We're still good. Yeah, it's like almost like a statement thing. Yeah. But even the Bears, like I said, Justin Fields, he played That's going to be a competitive us. division. Detroit can make the playoffs. That can go anywhere. That can, uh, that can go anywhere. But I really don't like that they were chosen for the first game of the year just yeah. because uh, they beat Aaron Rodgers in his last game at Lambeau. I mean, I loved I loved Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, run you through do. a wall for Dan Campbell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in the yeah, locker room I, with Dan Campbell. Yeah. But I I don't know. Uh, Matt cuz probably cuz I don't not Matt Stafford uh, with cuz no. I don't trust Jared Goff. Goff, yeah. I I don't trust him. So I I Green Bay is my sleeper pick. I'm going to go I'm going to say Vikings, but I'm also going to have Chicago kind of linger in there as well. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting it's inter- division. That can go anyway. NFC South, another stinker. So you have the Saints, the Saints, you have the Bucks, you have Carolina, and you have the Falcons. Falcons could be could sneak up on some people. 
Uh, I don't think they've maximized Kyle teams. Pitts. No, you don't trust it. But Derek Carr, veteran quarterback, and and Lou Headley punting for the New Orleans Saints from the U. Can you imagine if the Dolphins are in that division? We would dominate. On either South Division, oh, we would dominate. We, we, we'd be in the Super Bowl. Why can't we just move? Like, we have the Tampa in there. Yeah, gold is testing fire. All right? So... I like uh, I like New Orleans in that division. You like New Orleans? Um, I'm gonna say Carolina. I'm gonna just throw it. Really? Out there. I'm gonna. They say have the Carolina. first pick in the draft. I know. Rookie I'm gonna, quarterback. I'm gonna go with Carolina because I don't like any of them. I'm gonna go Carolina. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And then the West, you, you have, have San Francisco and everybody else. San Francisco, the Rams, Seahawks, and uh, Cardinals. Cardinals are tanking. San Fran. I mean, can they be more obvious? Putting Kyler Murray on the PUP to begin the season. Yeah. Can you be more obvious? No, I'm going San Fran. But here's the thing with San Fran. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bose is not signed yet. He's still holding out. CMC's over there, too. He is. But is Brock Purdy a one-hit wonder? He destroyed us last year during the fair. Remember well, that game, that Father? Was a, that was well, so bad. We, we took Jimmy out. We're like, who is this kid? Get him he, out of here. No, he didn't destroy us. It was uh, a competitive football I know, game. But, but it, it was, was like, what? he was managing the game. But we took out Jimmy mm-hmm. G, and then Brock Purdy won in this ridiculous run. We didn't lose the game until the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia. But... The defense, always a good defense. Uh, I don't know. Do they fall back to earth? Seattle, everybody, don't sleep on Seattle. They had a good, with Geno Smith, had a good year last year. Yes. Don't sleep on Seattle. Rams, uh, they won the Super Bowl 18 months ago. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. They had a stinker of a year, and I thought they'd repeat. that's right. Okay. Uh, Cooper Cup's health, who's injured right now, and it's day-to-day, that's key. Uh, defense. Just admit San Fran. It's San Fran. It's I know I'm picking yeah, San Fran to win the like, division. Yeah, don't give me saying, that San Fran. Don't sleep on Seattle. I think the Rams resurged. Forget about uh, Cardinals. Who is your Super Bowl? <laughs> um, you're gonna think I'm crazy. I'm not gonna say it. Go for it. Dolphins Giants. Dolphins Giants. I, I wow, know, you, you know? have way too much faith. I know, and in I don't the big know blue. why. Right? I mean, where's I'm Father like, Andrew? We need him. I know. I heard you think Father Andrew like possessed me before this. Like, wow, <laughs> drugged my water. No, it's I. I don't know. I, I I like what I saw the Giants. I've been following them a little bit of camp. Obviously, you know, um, from up there. I've, Saquon I've, could be his last year there. Yeah, I like the coach. You, uh, you like Danny Dimes that I, much? I. He overachieved last year, or maybe he. Play to what his potential is. You never know. But no, Brian Table's a great coach. Yeah. And he proved that last year. Uh, out of the NFC, I think Philadelphia, I agree with the big O. I think Philadelphia comes out of the NFC. Again. Again. And as long as their Phillies don't make it as well, I don't want them to get that again twice. And I. Just say it. No, I'm not saying Miami. God's putting the words in your nope. mouth. <laughs> not saying Miami. You're not? It's, it's between Cincinnati and Buffalo. I think Buffalo plays with desperation this year. So do we. Look at all the guys on the chopping block for the Dolphins. You have Tua. If this is not his year to overcome, he's gone. And all the I Tua, Tua I want Tua everything to break their way. But I have to pick between Cincinnati and Buffalo. And if they that game, which obviously ended horribly last year. Oh, yeah. But Cincinnati looked like they were playing well in that game. I think Cincinnati uh, wins the AFC, and it's Cincinnati and the Philadelphia Eagles. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. And I think Joe Joey Joe Cool Joe gets, Burr. Joe Cool gets his Super Bowl. I think Philadelphia loses again. I'm here for it. And that's a coin flip game, by the way. That can go either way. That could go either way. I, I mean, go Philadelphia, a bad refs call. Philadelphia could have won 
that Super Bowl this Very past winnable. year. I mean, against Kansas City. Uh, it Joe Burrow is not afraid of Patrick Mahomes, not afraid of that team. No. Um, and that's the thing. And they're not afraid of Buffalo either. That's what I like about Joe Burrow. That's why the it's Dolphins tough. should have tanked, Resilient. really, really tanked that year when they were supposed to tank. And gotten Joe Burrow with the Can first you imagine pick. if we had We couldn't Joe even Burr, get tanking right. Tyreek, We would have been in the Super Bowl last year. But that Joe Burrow also like Tua. Injuries hit him. Injury hit him the first year. You know, first or second day of camp, pulls up lame with a calf injury. Yeah. Depends. Everything in the NFL has to do with injuries. That's the whole thing. No one has back. Even NBA too, Father. Look how many injuries we had in the you know the playoff run. Tyler Hero, this and that. Also about Damian Lillard. Can you please come to Miami? We're, not ta- we're just Lillard, talking football. Damian Lillard. Yeah, Lillard. Just talking basketball. Page and Damian Lillard. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's gonna happen. All right, folks. Thank you for joining us for this uh, NFL preview. Uh, we're looking forward to Thursday night football. Lions, Chiefs, professional football on your TV. Gotta love it. Ashley, thank you for joining us and have fun in Los Angeles. Yes, the Dolphins. Say hi to Sister Sean Pauline for us. Fins up. You got it.